Hey everybody, are you like me? Do you have a hard time occasionally with your desires for more material items and you know larger condos and more expensive cars? Are you guys like me at all as a latent lifesaver? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Coming up next. Hey, before we start our episode, always remember, if you don't want to be broke at 40 like I was, or if you are broke at 40, stay tuned on a weekly basis where I explore the basics of personal finance and more importantly, the behaviors that can bring you from broke to brilliance, whatever you think brilliance may be. And as always, this podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Please consult with a financial advisor if necessary. My name is Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast. So I have to admit, this episode I created on the fly. I'm making it up as I go because I've been a little bit obsessed this week with some things. It's Sunday, March 27th, 2022. Thank you guys for joining me on this episode of the Broke at 40 podcast, where, as you can see in the show notes, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant because I want to talk about my own personal struggle with, you know, giving in to societal and my own personal desires for material goods. Like, do you, do you guys, are you like me? I mean, I just wonder sometimes if people struggle with things like, like I do occasionally. It's not often that it happens, but as you guys know, I've been really committed to financial independence over the past 15 to 16 years. And occasionally I kind of lose myself in terms of thinking that, you know, well, let me give you an example. This is what I'm dealing with this week. And again, this is just you and I talking. This is, you know, on the fly. I'm kind of making this up as I go, as far as what I want to tell you about how obsessed I feel this week. You guys know I have a small condo. It's 600 square feet. I've been here almost 20 years next year. And yes, there have been times through the years where I want to sell and buy a bigger place. We all want that. But I'm asking you to follow me as I talk through my thoughts of how I've challenged myself so I didn't have to always do that. Because right now, I have to be honest with you and say that I'm in a little bit of a period of time where I'm feeling like selling. I got Several episodes ago, maybe last week and the one before, I've been telling people that perhaps are broke at 40 that are trying to get their act together. Yeah, maybe selling right now because real estate is crazy. I could sell my condo right now for probably a little over 200000 And I bought it for 100000 in 2003. So in my mind, I'm thinking, cha-ching, I would double the money. It's paid off, as you guys know. So maybe I should do that. And I, I share with people that I work with in terms of, you know, if you are behind the eight ball and you're still struggling and trying to get ahead and you're broke, then leveraging this market might be the best thing that you could do. And, you know, giving that advice to people that are still struggling is one thing, but then thinking about it, if you have a place that's paid off, may not be the best thing, but see, why am I thinking that way? Because 
I, I do. I would love to have a larger place. And so what I'm sharing with you is I'm just like you guys. We know we're all the same. Of course, we would want a bigger place to live in, right? But if you're if you want to get ahead, you're always going to have to challenge yourself to think differently. So that's what I'd like to share with you today about what I'm going through. So this started after me sharing with you guys about the real estate market and it's very attractive to me to sell my place you know, for 200,000 or maybe a little bit more because, I mean, through the recession, as you guys know, it got down to like $50,000, you know, in 2008, nine, 10, it was like, yeah. So, you know, I was stuck. I couldn't move, but I didn't want to, but, you know, here flash forward all these many years later, I'm wondering if I should take my own advice. But then if you take that money, let's say I make 200,000, pay 6% commission. I walk away with a certain amount of money. Then what do I do with that? Do I fund up my ally savings account and then stop doing what I've been doing to get that cash that I've been telling you about? Um, and then do I start investing because the markets are going down pretty much right now, as you know? So there's all sorts of things going through my head. And I just want you guys to know that I wanted to talk to you today uh, about my struggles, because struggles are real, no matter if you have a $50,000 net worth, a negative $50,000 net worth, a million dollar net worth, or any net worth, we all struggle. And I've always shared with you that, as I'm sharing with you today in this episode, challenging your desire for material items, that has always been my mantra. And so what I've been thinking about all week is a condo redesign. I know, crazy, right? I shared with you guys before I had a condo redesign in 2015. I had one last year. Now I'm thinking of a new one in 2022 because for some reason I'm just not happy in my space. Yeah, and you know, you can get on YouTube and watch all these videos and they, you know, people create all these really interesting spaces and I just love that. I've always loved interior design and again, challenging myself to think outside the box. I am willing to spend money on new furniture. So you know how, are you like me where you sit there and you put things in a cart online, maybe at Target or something like that, and you and you start adding it up and you're like, oh my gosh, I've just spent in my mind $3,000 on some new chairs and a new rug and this and that. So then I say to myself, Evan, calm down. Do you really need to do all that? Is that really going to make you happier in your space? I don't think so. So this morning I got up and I decided with my leather furniture to clean it, which really kind of brought me back to loving the things that I already have. And I would encourage you guys to do the same. Let's use that as an example. So let's say you've got a bunch of furniture and you, you want to buy all new. Take a deep breath, exhale, and then look at your pieces of furniture and start to think differently about how could you change it up a little bit? If it's the organization of the pieces in your living room, could you change it? So a couch is facing a different direction. Could you get rid of big bulky furniture that you don't really want in that space and, you know, keep the most expensive things, which would be the couch, etc. Yeah. These are all things that we can do 
to challenge ourselves so we don't go spend a bunch of money that we really don't have to. And the goal for me is to feel better in my space. And so I think I've shared with you guys before that I have tan walls. They're like dapper tan is the paint color. And I've had it since 2015. <clears throat> and as you guys know, nobody has tan walls anymore. It doesn't seem like, right? <laughs> um, so I'm thinking of doing a, a white, off-white, and I've, I've shared this with you before. And of course, I haven't done it yet. But I really think that's going to open up the space and allow the light to really reflect off of the space to make it feel larger. I think that's really what I need to do. I don't need to buy all new furniture. I can keep what I have. And so next weekend, the next weekend after that, I plan on, yeah, doing the whole painting. It's a big job, you know, it's, I, I don't really enjoy doing it. Um, and even though it's not a really large space, it still takes time to, to do that. You have to go to Home Depot, you've got to buy the paints, you've got to get the rollers, you've got to get the brushes, you've got to get the, the pans, the tape you know, all that stuff. And then you have to find the time to do it. And yeah, I'm, I'm really leaning towards that. Now I, I am taking a couple of weeks off at the end of April into May. And I was going to do it all then, but I thought, you know what, get ahead of that. So I would encourage you guys, if you ever have a goal in your life, if it's something like I'm talking to you about today, which is the space that you live in or with managing money, have that on your radar as something that you know you want to complete but do it beforehand so you're always a, ahead of the eight ball, if you will, and not behind it. And so in my mind, I mapped out on my planners, my calendar, that I have two to three weekends before I'm off at the end of April into May for those two weeks. So rather than putting all of that work into the two weeks that I'm off, why not use the weekends leading up to that time off so that you can enjoy it, enjoy it once you get to the time off, if that makes sense. So I also ordered curtains. I've never been a curtain person really, and but I've been watching on YouTube that curtains really can make the space and you know you can buy the ones that are the blackout curtains. So I bought some from Target that are like what color are they? Linen, like a light brown linen, and I'm thinking that would be a nice accent to the white walls. Uh, because in my bedroom, especially working from home, I like to, you know make it a little bit darker using lights on my um, my laptop for when I'm on camera doing, you know, different meetings and things like that. So I'm thinking that would be really great in the bedroom. But then, then you have to start thinking, okay, do you need curtains in the entire place? Well, the French doors that I have leading out to the patio, I think that would look great as well, especially against the white walls and then in the dining room. So it's either I'm going to do just the bedroom. I bought all of them because you can return them. So I bought six panels and the rods for the French doors and two windows, which I think I shared with you as well. I'm getting new windows this year. Um, for some reason, the companies, you know, are taking forever. So those probably won't be installed until maybe June. We don't even know. I went on a deal with my neighbors, I think I told you. So that will really update the space as well. And believe it or not, just putting up white in your living environment does update your space and makes you feel so much better. And it's really going to open up that space. So I'm actually committing to myself and committing to you guys that I'm going to do that over the next several weeks. And so rather than selling my place, just to kind of wrap up this episode today, I would want you guys to 
think the same way, no matter or whatever stage you are towards financial independence. You've got to make, as you know, the right decisions over these next 10 to 15 years that you're building wealth. And you can't make any mistakes with the things I talked about last week, right? So, you know, just think differently about the space that you're in to make things work. And you know what? Today's episode was really going to be called The Lost Decade. Um, Maybe I'll save that for next week. Again, I've been a little obsessed this past week thinking about my space, and I didn't give a lot of thought to this episode um, of what I really wanted to do for today, which was, have you guys been reading articles lately about some people are thinking that the next 10 years, the year that we're in now, and all the way up till 10 years from now, they're saying that that could be another lost decade. And so I really started to think about what that means. So just to give you a precursor, hopefully to maybe next week, if I decide to do this, have you guys heard that, you know, the year 2000 to 2010 was considered a lost decade? Meaning, you know, if you're saving money all that decade and you get to the end, yeah, you'll still have that money, but it's going to be like a 0% return, even though every year could be really high, then low, then high, then low. But once you get to the end of that decade, zero. I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) That's a little strange. Um, I also read somewhere, and I'll share more in the next episode, about in any 20-year horizon of time, there's always a positive return. Okay. Well, in me, you know, thinking about me going into early retirement, it's like, oh, do I really want to go into a 10-year, like, you know, no return whatsoever for that 10 years. So I'm starting to think like, what does that mean? Is that what they talk about when they say um, the sequence of return risk? I don't know. I have to think about that and I, I will do better on this episode next week, but wanted to give you a precursor into my thoughts that, yeah, if we go into 10 years of no return, what does that mean? What does that mean for me? And what does that mean for you? If you're broke at 40 right now, or if you're, you know, in the middle of your journey to, to where I am or, you know, wherever you are, be thinking about that. I mean, it's not going to change our behavior or shouldn't if we're on the acceleration phase. If you're still saving, you know, guys, continue to do what you're doing week after week, month after month. Just continue to invest. Don't listen to all the noise out there. But when you get closer to retirement, like where I am, things come into focus. Things come into your radar where now... I'm wondering what that impact will be as a lost decade if I quit my job at the end of this year or whenever I do. You know, I want to share with you just briefly that I think I've told you I've with my employer, I've been pretty honest with them that I may go into early retirement. And I will say things are getting so much better. I'm much happier at work. So I wanted to share that with you that I don't want to just pull the plug because I can. That would be foolish. And there are some things going on at work in my favor, even though I may not be doing exactly what I was doing before, I'm exploring, you know, doing other things in my department that I feel happier doing. It's not going to propel me into advancement with the company, but that's never been my goal. Never. I think I've shared with you guys before, that's never been my goal to be a corporate climber. And so 
I am rethinking happiness at work and trying to find balance with work and life. Did I share this with you before? I kind of joke around with some of my friends. It's like, okay, I'm, I want to find a work-life balance, but I have to find a life to balance to. <laughs> with this pandemic over the past two years, maybe you feel the same. Maybe you feel a little stuck in your personal life. Okay, so just wanted to share that with you that, yeah, as I produce this podcast going forward in every month, stay tuned because I may pull that trigger. I don't know. Um, but I'm, I, I just wanted to share with you that I am much happier at work. And with that being said, and for you guys as well, if you are happier, then why stop something just because you can? So wrapping up this episode again, um, just wanted to share with you that if you challenge, or I'm sorry, if you have these desires for material items, always be thinking about how you know, those could really seriously impact your financial gains over time. So join me in this effort of thinking outside of the box, right? So your homework assignment right now, if you guys are thinking about your own space, where you live, if you're renting or you own, if you're like me, you're probably always thinking, you know, you need a bigger place, right? You guys may have children, you may grow out of that space, that's understandable, but can you challenge yourself a little bit and think differently? It may not always be that you need a more, you know, a, a larger home as an example. Just think differently. And I think that that will really help you challenge your desire for material items. So I'm going to leave you like I always leave you. I want you guys to make it your mission to walk with me to wealth. You know I appreciate you, I believe in you, and I congratulate you for every step of the way. I'm Evan Thomas. I'll see you next week on the Broke at 40 podcast. Alrighty, that's going to do it for another episode, everybody. Hey, I've got a favor. If you've got a friend that's struggling financially at any age, please share this episode with them. Let them know that I went from broke to a million dollar net worth in just about 14 years. And if I can do it, anybody can. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. What do I always say? It's okay to be broke at 40. It really is, but not at 50 or 55 now that you found us. You can change your financial destiny. I'm Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast. <laughs>